Hello and welcome to the Majors Mess Hall podcast. This is episode 175. I'm your host, Gavin, and I'm joined by the lovely Samantha. Hello, Gavin. How are you doing? Doing really well. Excellent. Well, we were, the two of us are smiling a lot now. And the reason for that is because we just did a really good interview with a lovely guest. Her name is Cheryl Chase, and she is the voice of Angelica Pickles from the Rugrats. And we're just over the moon because it was it was a wonderful it was a wonderful chat, wasn't it? Like it literally made us feel like kids. It did. It was so nice to visit that part of my childhood again. I love the Rugrats. I still love it. I loved it then. I love it now. Yeah, yeah, and and even like today, as you know, you'll you'll hear in the interview, like the show's back again. They they've just brought it back. Um, it's in like it's like a, a CGI style animation, and it's on Paramount Plus. And uh, me and the kids have been watching it, and it is fantastic. So anyone who's got kids out there, and if you grew up watching the Rugrats and loved it as much as me and Samantha did, you got to put your kids in front of the TV and put on the new <laughs> updated version of the Rugrats. It's it's so much fun and uh, always good yeah. parenting advice. Put your kids in front of the TV. <laughs> yeah, if you well, that's the thing. If you're gonna put them in front of the TV, at least you put do. them watching something classy. And this For is sure. as far For as sure. cartoons go. This is a classy cartoon. If so, you don't have Paramount Plus, I bought the episodes on Amazon, and it's worth it. They are. So cute, so adorable. It harkens back to the old Rugrats that we watched as kids, very much in keeping with the spirit. Great, great show. I laughed. I was laughing every episode. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. And of course, if you are against your kids watching TV, you can always <laughs> put them in front of a book because Cheryl's got a book out as well. The book is called That's Cooler Tallulah. And it's a, honestly, it's a lovely children's book. She works so hard on it. And uh, yeah, we're, we're really, we're really happy to talk to her about it. So yes. um, I guess we should probably just go through to our interview rather than people listening to, to us to drivel on. We should just go, go through to it now so they can hear how great it was. And without further ado, here's our interview with Cheryl Chase, a.k.a. Angelica Pickles. thank you so much for coming on the show with us. We're so excited to have you here today. Um, we've been talking about this for months, Aww. literally months. Um, this is Gavin. Gavin's from Canada originally. I'm sorry, he's from the UK originally. He lives in yes. Canada I'm now. Nova Scotia. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm from Liverpool originally, but I live in Nova Scotia, Canada now. Oh, nice. Very good. Yeah, well, it's nice in the summer, very cold in the winter. Oh, I can imagine. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, as Samantha said, thank you very much for joining us. Like, this is a real treat. Like, you know, I'm sure you've, I'm sure you've heard it a million times before, but we grew up watching the Rugrats, big part of our childhoods, like, you know, both in different ways. And um, yeah. so this really is amazing to have you on. So thanks so much for, for taking the time oh, to talk to us. it's a total pleasure, really. I get I get requests for a lot of podcasts, so... Um, I'm looking forward to this one in particular. Yeah, well, actually, Over I've been I've, I've been checking out a lot of the podcasts that you've done in preparation for this interview, and there was a lot to choose from to like to listen to. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. 
Where did Always you fun. Where, see? I'm not tech savvy, so where did you find those those? Um... <laughs> so that you can find them anyway. I found them on Spotify, but they'll be on iTunes and probably YouTube as well, and anywhere where where there's podcasts. Basically, you can Google it and put your name in on Google and podcast after it, and you're going to get them all. Oh, okay, I'll do that. I never thought of doing that. But but, but I mean, obviously, start with ours first. You oh, know, listen course. to this one first. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> So I guess we'll start with just talking about the reboot of the Rugrats because that was a real treat. I've only recently watched it, but when I first seen the trailer for that and seen that it was in like um, CGI, yeah, I was so excited. And uh, you know, we recently just got Paramount Plus. Oh, good. The kids have been watching it. My kids absolutely love it. They'd never seen the original. Oh, good. So I, my it. daughter's my daughter's eight, and my son is five. Oh, and that's the two, prime age, yeah. Exactly. The two of them love it. Um, so, yeah, what was that like, like going back into the studio again after all those years to bring those characters back to life with the original cast as well? Oh, it was, I'm telling you, it was um, so, I don't know, I can't find the words of joy because it, it, it's so it's so good to be a part of a show that affects millions and millions of people all over the world. Back in the day, in the 90s, it was a global... Well, it still is a global franchise, but it, Rugrats was in every country. So, and now the kids that were watching, well, the kids were that were watching it back in the '90s, like you guys, <laughs> um, now are grown up and have kids of your own, and you can share the experience with your kids. Uh, of you know, that's something that's a part of your childhood, and that's so rewarding to us to know that that we bring so much joy to the families with such a yeah. beautiful beloved show and it was so wonderful being reunited with the girls um we we all love each other we're all you know good friends you kept in touch yeah we kept we we every once in a while i don't hang out we don't hang out with yeah. them but but we do keep in touch and and it's especially fun to be like we went to comic con um in july and we did a lot we met the fans and we did autographs and and um um you know a lot of a lot of interviews and it was just a fun experience to experience that together as a rugrat family i can imagine yeah so how is the how is the new cgi like version the the reboot if you like how has that been received so far well I love it, and um, it's as far as I know, it's being very well received. But there are fans from the '90s that don't like it. They want it to be 2D instead of 3D. Yeah, and and you know you can't please everybody. But but right. see, but see the kids. This the Rugrats this time around was is for the kids of this generation, and that's what they're used to. They're used to 3D cartoons. Yeah. To, so it's for them and um i i love it myself i don't know what you do you guys like the 3D? I, I i loved it and my opinion on on animation is that cartoon characters do age like we have to we have to have to age just like we do like bugs bunny doesn't look like he used to back in the day i mean yeah. in, in the most recent space jam movie we actually had jeff bergman on to talk to he voices oh. Bugs Bunny, and uh he he said the same thing like you know cartoon characters they do age and like to see bugs bunny in, in 3d was was fantastic and if you look how many times they've re they've redone mickey mouse from day one like they've done 3d versions but they've also gone back to 2d and it's yeah 
you, you have to cater to the audiences. And like you say, today, the kids are watching all these CGI um, yeah. movies and TV shows that like the only way you're going to actually keep up with the times is to, is to go with the times. So I, I loved it. And the it's, thing is, if you like the old show, watch the old show. It's all on Paramount Plus. There. You can watch it all. It's not taking it's anything away from it. You know, it's it's on streaming and it's also on DVD and Blu-ray. I yeah. don't know if it's on Blu-ray. But I know it's on DVD, but yeah. But yeah. I, at first, when I I first seen like the that it was being advertised, that it was coming out, and it was like uh, in three D, I actually thought that it was like the old recordings that had just been you know like redone but in like oh. in, in cgi and i'm like well that's a bit of a cop out but then i realized that it wasn't it was all new stuff new stuff and that's when i got yeah. excited so mm-hmm. yeah i was expecting a, a a duplicate as well of the yeah. old rugrats with the same story all the same characters but the characters have even been updated a little bit yeah um, there, there's some changes with them and then and there's new characters as well so there's some of them that i don't even know who they are yet because i haven't they haven't been we're recording and there's new characters in our scripts that i that i don't know who they are like how they fit in the show but um i'll i'll learn that as we go and the fans will is when it goes on tv mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but yeah they are bringing new characters too but it's still just as charming as the old Rugrats. It's still just as funny. We were talking about this right before you came on. Um, it still makes us laugh as adults, seeing these oh, babies' yeah. behavior. It still makes us laugh. It's still fun. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Yeah, it's 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 really, f- I had, you know, I had a thought and now it left my mind, but it was something. Oh, and ask me another question. It'll probably come back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, my, now, season well, my, one is is yeah, been recorded and it's out. Um, season two has yeah, also been the, recorded. Yeah, we're in the middle um, of yeah. That's it's going to be coming out. I I don't know when exactly, but we're working on season two right now. Okay, well, congratulations on season two. Oh, thank Very you. Very excited for it. Yeah, it's great. So, getting into the the mindset of of Angelica after so long, like, was that a struggle? You know, like, has it been so long or had you been over the years still doing the voice? Um, no, it's actually, she's always with me. And because I've done it for so long back in the nineties, she's in, in, she's ingrained in my psyche and in my voice <laughs> and in my head. Nice. And Angelica is a very, um, you have to be very rested to do her character because she's very, uh, Oh, how do I want to say it? She's very bold. She's very um, out there and she has a lot of energy. She's like a, um, a steam engine in pigtails. So, so I have to get my rest the night before because if I go to work tired, that performance is not going to work. So, because Angelica is, she's a really fun character to play. Um, I always love to play the, the bad the bad girl and it, it's just more fun and she's very conniving she's manipulative she's scheming with the babies and but she's sugary sweet and and so sweet with the adults that they're unsuspecting they don't know that she's this little <laughs> maniacal little heathen you know they, they don't know that so <laughs> Oh she's very divisive she you know we love her 
we can see what she's doing behind the scenes, you know, so we hate her and then she learns her lesson yeah, and, you know, you can't, help but, you can't help but feel bad for her, you know, her intentions were. <laughs> yeah. And, you Never know, I, I do have to say they did soften her up. I mean, back in, back in the nineties, Angelica was really, I mean, you know, she called Tommy a little bald idiot. And, you know, that, <laughs> I mean, Nickelodeon stopped that because, you know, that, that you don't want the kids. It, it's, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's better to not do that, not say that, but it's funny. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. And like, there's this one scene where um, Angelica is sitting in the, it's the cartoon Graham Canyon. Do you know that one where she's, she's, um, she's on a, she's in the back seat. She's with her Cynthia doll and she's, shaking the life out of Cynthia's, you need a nap, so take a nap. And she throws the doll down on the floor. And, yes. you know, they're they don't they're not going to do that kind of, like, feistiness. She's feisty, <laughs> but she's not like this little, she, they're not making her be a little demonic little child. You know? so, yeah, she has but, softened over yeah, the years. She, yeah, she has <laughs> softened, yes. And I, I'm glad for that. Yeah, I, I think we would say she's more authoritative now, right? She's less abusive, more authoritative. Yeah, that's a good way yeah. of putting it. Yeah, yeah. She's, she owns her, her little girlhood more. Yes. Now, what do you love most about Angelica? Well, I, 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 I love, well, like I said, I love the fact that, that um, you know, she's a little bad, sassy girl and, and she... Um, well, what's fun, what I what I really like about it is Angelica, the character, can go into the chill, the baby world and talk to the babies and communicate with them and have her own story going on. And then she can communicate with the adults, whereas the adults and the babies, they don't really communicate. But Angelica is that go-between, in between the two, the adult world and the children world. And that's what I like. That's That's fun to me. Yeah, I always like that she had enough understanding of the adult world to tease the babies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I, I mean, talking personally, I can relate to it as well because I had, I, I've got a younger brother and two younger cousins, and I used to play them off against one another all the time. I was, I was mean to them when I was a kid, and and it was hilarious. And and I was always my nan's favorite, so she would never believe anything that the little ones were saying about me. Oh, that's so. so yeah, so I would say, she, if, you know, for that reason, she's probably my favorite character, to be honest, because I can relate to her. I'm not yeah. like that anymore, of course. Of course. No. <laughs> but I'm, I've got two kids of my own. And, I, you know, because I was like that, I know what to look for. And my daughter's kind of the same way. So I've got to keep an eye on it. Oh, yeah, she, she can be like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Is she the eight-year-old or the five-year-old? She's the eight-year-old, yeah. Mm. Yeah. The little guys, I mean, he can be... He can be a bugger too, but for the most part, he's he's okay. It's she's the one you got to watch. Yeah, you got to watch her because when she gets older, she's gonna and with the boys, it's gonna be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Be exactly. Yeah. So, what would you say is, if you had to pick one of you like your favorite moment working on the Rugrats? What would it be like a most memorable moment for you? The standout moment. Wow. Let me see. A memorable moment. There's been so many things that you've done, you know, movies, the TV show, just appearances in general. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, golly, there's just a lot. I mean, well, uh, well, I guess 
well, my hero at this, back, back at that time, my hero was Sherry Lansing. She was the president of Paramount Studios. And I, I thought, wow, this, um, I thought she was just an amazing woman. And so we were at the, at the Grumman's Chinese Theater. Well, it, it's the, what, what do we call the Kodak Theater now? It's where they have the footprints. Yeah. The movie theater there. <laughs> so we were there having the premiere and she was, my girlfriend was sitting next to me who happened to work at Paramount and, and she knew Sherry Lansing. So Sherry just happened to be walking up the, up the um, row there as we're sitting in the audience, she was walking up and my, my friend pulled her down and introduced us. And she says, oh, Cheryl, this is like Sherry Lansing, my hero. She's saying, oh, Cheryl, I've been wanting to meet you. Are you going to be at the party? Oh, I'll, I'll introduce you around. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I, could, I, I couldn't believe that, you know, that that happened. Because it's like meeting, you know, I, I just met my hero. You That's know? incredible. Yeah, that was a really exciting experience. Um, another, an, another, like, heartfelt experience was... Um, I used to be involved in a charity, Famous Phone Friends, and it was it was a charity where um, you you know you can talk to sick little children in the hospital um, on the phone, and um, there's a list of car of character of people that the children choose who they want to talk to, and I, I was on the list, and and um, I was getting this one this one little girl, she she had cancer, she was like five or six and um she here she is and i i had to like hold myself and 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 try not to break down because this sweet little girl she was she says angelica sing with me and so we're singing we're singing um dancing queen from abba oh yeah and so um, she wanted oh. to sing that song and so we're singing it and and um she was so upbeat and so in she was i i couldn't believe her spirit the way what she was dealing with in her young life and i got a chance to be with her and and share a couple of moments with her that that was an incredible honor to have to meet a little individual like that and that's amazing yeah yeah, yeah. like i can only imagine as well that like that must have been difficult because you were obviously in character while you were doing doing these calls. Yeah, you so have that's... to be in character and you have to talk to them. You have to ask them questions and think, okay, how's this little kid going to, how am I going to relate with the little kid, mm -hmm. you know, and um, with Angelica. And some of it was really tough because I caught uh, one, I had to call this one little boy and he, he was also not well. He was dying actually. And, and um, he, um, I talked to the mom and I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk to him as Angelica and, and everything. And so she, she got her son. She said, um, I, I forgot his name, but she said, do you want to talk to Angelica? And, and I heard him say, yes. And so to get him up, he, it was in, he was like crying in pain to oh. sit up, to talk to me. And I had to deal with, being Angelica talking to this sweet little boy, but he wanted to talk to me and, and it made his day. And it, and it, when I can do something like that for the poor kids, that's what made the Rugrats worthwhile to me. I mean, yes, the parties yeah. are great and it's fun to do all the Hollywood stuff. It's fun. It doesn't mean anything in the, in the, 
scheme of things, actually. It really doesn't. Um, but getting to talk to the fa the little fans that, that yeah. are like that, that's what really made it good for me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with little children, these are real people. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't realize that these characters weren't real until I was, you know, in my late childhood. <laughs> oh, they're actors. Right. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> The first yeah. time I saw uh, Bart Simpson, I was blown away. That's not Bart Simpson. Bart Simpson's a little boy. So for them, this is Angelica Pickles. That's yeah. a big deal. Yes, that they, they, if that's what they believe in their hearts. Yeah. yeah. What was your inspiration to, to doing Angelica? How did you come up with Angelica's character, her voice, her persona? Oh, well, um, when, when, uh, I was working at Red and Stimpy at the time. Um, cause I do, um, I was besides doing voices on the Red and Snippy show, I was also working as a, uh, office assistant. Um, um, and so production assistant. So I, I got a, I got a chance to go to the audition. They let me get away to the audition and I, um, read that, you know, she's a three-year-old little girl and, and she's like a brat and, um, you know, so I, I, I thought, well, she has chubby cheeks like me. And um, I just thought, how would my voice sound like a three-year-old? So I just squeezed my voice really, my vocal cords really tight. <laughs> and then I went in, that's how I got the voice. And um, I, I got the part. The first time I, the first time, it will, I didn't learn that I got the part till like a year and a half later, because you go to the audition. Wow. It takes a long time. It's long time i mean for the rugrats i mean before i went and auditioned for angelica uh they had me come in like a year before and audition for tommy and phil and lil those were the two characters that was going to be in the pilot so i auditioned i didn't get any of them and then i didn't think anything of it and then this part of angelica and chucky they they created new characters and they were they were gonna uh, do the show because it got the pilot got bought. They bought the pilot. Okay. So um, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's how it happened. Amazing. So you mentioned there that um, you worked on the Ren and Stimpy show, as you can see in the background oh, there. Yes. I, I, yes. I love, it's one of my favorite cartoons. I love it. Sammy's um, not Sammy's not a massive fan. Was never a massive <laughs> fan of Ren and Stimpy. I told her I was going to tell you that. But I loved well, I, it. I'm not my. I have to tell you, I'm not. My, I mean, <laughs> I'm not either because it's a little too risque for me. Yeah, it's more. It's yeah, more of like a. You know, you shouldn't really stereotype, but it's more of a boys thing. You know, like yeah, back in the day, yeah, very much so. Boys. Yeah, I mean, there's girls that love it, yeah. but um, you know, the um, I did most of the little kid voices, and I did the. I did the um. Um, now, dear, don't go buying any more rubber nipples when you don't use the ones you already have. Oh, that was you, was the it? Okay. The legs, the, the Mrs. Pipe, the legs. Yeah. You know, that one cartoon where they only would show the legs of the people. That's right, yeah. Yeah, why was that? Um, yeah, but uh, uh, what was the question again, Gavin? The question really was just what was it like to work on that, but you kind of telling me now anyway, so. Oh, yeah, it was really fun um, because besides – Besides um, doing voices on the show, I was a part of the being a production assistant. And then they promoted me to be a casting coordinator. 
And that's where I met SpongeBob for the first, well, he wasn't SpongeBob at that time. He was Tom Kenny. Well, he still is Tom Kenny, but (laughs) (laughs) I got a chance to meet some some voiceover people back then when, before they got discovered as being their big characters they are now. Yeah. So, you know, that was fun. And, and, and see, I got a chance to see how a cartoon was really made. And, and back then, um, the, it was all 2D. And, you know, you have to, you do the, the uh, first you record the voice. Well, you write the scripts, you record the voices, and then the artists, they will take the recordings and they'll listen to our voices as they're drawing. And I was told one of the artists come up to me, he says, I love draw, I love drawing you because your voice is so animated. And that made me feel really good that I was doing my job good, you know, but, but, you know, if you talk monotone and flatline, they can't go anywhere. They can't make any fun comedy, you know, in the, in the drawings. So, and then once you get the drawings done, you um, have to send them, you have to, send them off to Korea or or Asia, wherever the, it's overseas that they send them. And when you work at Ren and Stimpy, it was hard to make those deadlines because our creator, John Criswalusi, he was one of the creators. He was very a stickler for how it should be made. I mean, I remember him, we got a batch from overseas and the cartoon didn't have the right shade of blue. So he sent it back to do it all over again. And that wasn't making the big producers, I mean, the big network very happy. (laughs) But um, yeah, it was, it was very, it was a lot of pressure to work in a cartoon studio. You you don't, you know, you don't think it is, but it really, it really is. Yeah. You have to make. So what what's the because I know you you did the the baby voice for uh, the baby on the Adams Family Values yes baby pubits how did that differ from because that's obviously not a cartoon how did that differ from doing animation to to voicing a live person well it was really actually it was really um, it was fun I remember going to Paramount and and walking and I couldn't find my way and Mike Myers was doing one of the um, oh what movie um, Wayne's World two. Oh yeah. I didn't know it was him at the time because he was in costume, but he was taking me and talking to me. He took me to where I was supposed to be. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's Mike Myers, you know? And um, he was so nice. So I got to where I got to the recording studio and um, uh, it's like a, it's not a normal recording studio. It's like you're in a movie theater with no seats and you see a really big screen and you have your headphones and you have to watch you watch the movie and then you get little you get little um beeps in your in your ear and after the fourth beep you have to do the line or do the baby sound or whatever sound you have to do to oh, match, okay to match the lips of the movie it's yes yeah. yeah so i and i had to just follow the little baby and give the ba- do baby ambiance it sounded exactly like a baby. Like you got even like, I've watched it back since I've learned that it was you. I, I mean, it sounds like a baby. So oh, hats off, you. like you nailed it. Like it was, and I obviously understand they can't get a real baby to do the sounds. Like it's got to be synced up properly. But they couldn't have picked a better person because it sounds oh, so good. Oh, thank you that, so much. That's yeah. one of my favorite movies as well. So funny. I 
love it. That script is so funny, isn't it? Yes. Funny. Yeah, and it's not. It's not. It's not often. It's not very often that you get a sequel that's better than the original. Yeah, that one is so much better than the first one. I feel the same way. I really do. And um, yeah, so I wish I could remember some of the lines in there. But um, oh yeah, there's this one line where they're going. (laughs) They're looking. It's um, Uncle Fester and and um, Gomez are looking are looking at a, a girly magazine. And they open up the they open up the centerfold and they say, "Mom," and it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible, but it was hysterical. <laughs> oh, every line in there just makes you laugh. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Same with your work on my neighbor Totoro, the her, little girl, the sister. little sister. My neighbor yeah, when you played her voice, it sounds just like a little girl. It's mind blowing. I just, oh, I love oh, your work. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Is it okay if I ask Angelica Pickles a question? Sure. Well, hello, Angelica. Hi, Samantha. How are you? Oh, I'm great. It's so good to see you today. Oh, it's good to see you. You promised me cookies in my dressing room. Where are my cookies? Gavin's in charge of the cookies. But I was wondering if you, I hear you love to sing. I know you love to sing. I do. And I'm so good at it, too. Can you sing for us today? Yes. What do you want me, what do you want to hear, Samantha? My favorite song that you've ever sang is uh, the national anthem, My Country Tis of Thee. Can you sing that for us? My country tis of thee. Sweet land of liberty, of thee I sing. Land where my father died. La, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's all I can give you for now. <laughs> that, was, that was wonderful, Angelica. Now, I have a question that's as well, beautiful. seeing as I'm in charge of the cookies. Okay. What's your favorite? What is Angelica's favorite kind of cookie? My favorite kind of cookie in the whole world is um, chocolate chip. Actually, (laughs) any cookie that's round is my favorite cookie. (laughs) (laughs) Good answer. (laughs) Oh, that was great. Thank you. It's so wonderful to hear Angelica say my name. (laughs) (laughs) It's a pretty name. Oh, thank so, you, Angelica. Angelica is a beautiful name. Oh, well, of course it is. <laughs> okay, so so just we want to talk to you about your book as well, because, I mean, yes. the, the, the two of us bought the book. We've both, uh, you know, we've both done reviews for it on Amazon as well. Oh, you did? Did you put in reviews for my book? We did, yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, Samantha, Samantha had to remind me to do it, but I did do it. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Going from voice actor into um, children's book, um, becoming a children's author. How did you make that that transition? Well, I, you know, I just my mom. She actually influenced me in doing because uh, I've always loved to write little stories and and cutesy little stories. And my mom said that you know you should you should write a children's book and not and more than one person not besides her that I would get these like people just telling me that you should do it maybe because they thought I was you know in children's television that it's a nice 
it's it just goes along with it and, and i i love being creative and um so i like with my with my um that's cool at tulula um it's it's like i was thinking of angelica and cynthia their relationship and i was thinking how angelica's the little bad girl and cynthia mm -hmm. goes along goes along with all her shenanigans and i think well why can't we turn the turn the table and have the doll be the bad girl and the the child be the good girl so wow. that's what i that's what i did and i i wanted to kind of show a good i wanted to show like the little the little stella bella the little girl she gets pulled into the shenanigans of the doll the hijinks of, of the bad behavior she gets pulled into it but after a certain while she realizes hmm this is not good mommy's not gonna like this and so she corrects the behavior and and um you know everything is good in the end but um yeah i i um i had a lot of fun doing it it's really really hard self-publishing a children's book there's so much to learn yeah. so much to so much to do but i chose that route instead of the traditional publishing because if i you know wanted to do it traditionally it probably still would not have gotten made because you have to to send your story i would have to send my that's cool at Tallulah manuscript out to the agents and that's that's a whole other process to try to get accepted by an agent and then when you get accepted by the agent they'll take your book and then you have to wait until an editor accepts there's the agent will send your manuscript out to different to different editors and then you have to wait for them to take your so it's like oh no i want to do i want to do it myself it's i'm in total creative control i can choose my artist yes and i can choose my my publishing house my self publishing house who i want to do so that so that's what i did and um my next my next book is, is going to be chirpy burpy it's not going to see it on my website you might have seen um that there's going to be another Tallulah book um the perfect princess party um uh, but that's i i'm not, I'm not going to do that at this time okay. that one's still on yeah. hold yeah that's on hold i i wanted to do um uh chirpy burpy he's a little he's a he's a little bird that <laughs> <laughs> that cannot tweet he can only burp and he, he, he that's he a great to... concept <laughs> oh, I'm so th oh i'm so glad you like it See, like oh good i'm so that makes me feel good because if you will like it then hopefully little kids will like oh it. kids love to burp my son honestly you have to tell him oh. in the end that the dinner table like stop doing that because he'll do it in front of everyone <laughs> he loves it so like yeah that that's a great idea Oh, that's so good. See, he's see little Chirpy Burpy is a bird who wants to to sing and make the world happy with his voice, but he burps instead. So he goes to a doctor of tweetology. He goes to a voice tweeter. He goes to a tweet coach to try to fix his problem, but he can't do it. So, but he enters the talent show anyway, and he tries and tries, but alas, he he can't. He can't tweet. He can't chirp. So, uh, but he does get discovered for his burps 
by um, <laughs> Buford B. Burdorf. He's the president of the Fizzy Wizzy Soda Pop Company. And, and um, he gets to be famous for his burps. He gets to be in TV shows, movies, personal appearances. <laughs> and, and the world loves Chirpy Burpy for his burping. So in the end, he, he does still get to make the world happy, but it's with his burps. So that's what my book is about. And, and I'm excited to finally find the right artist and to um, get it going. It's a long process. I've been doing this for weeks, trying to find the right artist. Yeah. So, so this will be a different artist to the one that we've seen from yeah. It's Called Saluda. Okay. A different artist, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's nice as well because it just it's a different story. So yeah. to have different artwork. Yeah, I wanted a different vibe. It's a it's a quirky, funny story. So I need the artwork to be quirky and funny. Yeah. And and so I I didn't think my my first artist was brilliant, but she was she's more for uh, Stella Bell and Tallulah. Uh, yes. Yeah, I felt yeah. Yeah, because I I thought the I thought the art went perfectly with this with that story. I did so. too. I did too. Yeah. Very vibrant and you know big. You know the characters are big and yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you. thank you, Gavin. So, have you thought about doing any audio books? Just with the fact you're a voice artist, have you thought about doing audio books to go with these stories? Um, yes, I have thought about them, um, but I haven't given it much, much thought to the point because I just want to get them the books made. Yeah. And then focus on. I mm -hmm. never got a chance to do an audio book for Tulu for the Tulula book, but for Chirpy Burpy, I definitely want to focus you know put that out there because that you know you have to you know with the there's a lot of burping going on in my book so you have to bring <laughs> yeah. that out you'd, you'd have to do that as well obviously yes <laughs> yes <laughs> maybe right. I might yeah. have some, maybe i might have some burping sound effects in there i don't know what you can do maybe you can do that maybe well actually there's another host of our podcast he's not been on for a while he comes on periodically he started the podcast with me his name's craig he mm -hmm. is a master burper so if you ever needed somebody to bear, <laughs> crazy oh, man. Well, <laughs> oh, you don't need to go that far. My son downstairs can burp on command. Oh, there you go. Me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Craig. <laughs> this is great. I'm, I'm getting all these burps. Oh, yeah. They'll, yeah. Be, oh, they'll, yeah. Be, they'll be all for it. They love burping and they will love chirpy burpy when it becomes available. When do you think we can expect chir chirpy burpy? Well, I want to um, have it released like next October, like a year from now. So it can okay. be really for Christmas next year. Because nice. uh, when you find the artist, it takes like three to four months to do the artwork. And then it takes three to four months to do the publishing. So I'm yeah. hoping to get it by uh, October 1st of next okay. year. Yeah. We're looking forward to it. And again, to our listeners, the um, that's Chirpy Burpy coming out sometime next year. But you can also find that's Kula Tulula on Amazon right now. And it's a great book. It's, it it's really adorable. is. My kids love it. Yeah. Beautiful oh. illustrations. Oh, thank Beautiful you. Beautiful storyline. Thank you. It makes me feel good. So we are going to wrap this up very shortly, but we've got we've got five questions that we ask most of our guests. Okay. Um, and I, I have not got them in front of me, so I'm literally just looking now. This is how unprofessional I am. Have you got the questions there? You you start yeah. then. Okay, I'll start. <laughs> right. Which song defines you? Oh, that's easy. Um, the song that defines me is sung by Shakira in the movie, in the Disney movie Zootopia, 
um, at the end where she sings Try Everything. Yes. Yeah, that, that's Try like everything. It's a great yeah. song. That's like so me. That that that's me because I, I do try everything. I I you know, I um I am adventurous and I'm ambitious and so this is why I'm trying to write children's. I mean, I'm happy doing voiceover work, but I want to try to do children's books to see what success can come out of that. So yeah, something new. That's yeah. That song gives me a lot of inspiration. That's great, and it's 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 a great song as well. Mm-hmm. I love that it's from an animated movie, <laughs> and you're an actress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the second question is: What is the perfect meal? Um, the per the perfect meal to me would be um, anything you could eat that you don't gain weight. <laughs> That's <laughs> but what I love, I, I love scallops and um, scallops, and then have some jasmine rice, and then some maybe some roasted asparagus or broccolini, and. And to top it off with a New York cheesecake, that would yes, be a- yes, yes, definitely delicious. Yes. Delicious. <laughs> Can you tell us something about yourself that no one else knows? Yeah, um, I know. I don't. Well, in, back in the '90s, I went on a um, me trying again. Um, I tried to do a fire walk. You know how you walk oh, over wow. hot, hot coals. Ooh, yeah. How did that go? Okay. It went great. I mean, you go there. It was by Knott's Berry Farm. It was by Disneyland. Um, uh-huh. So at this house, and we all communed there, and we we had to be, you know, listen to this man talk. I forget what the things he was saying, but at the end, I guess our minds are in a certain state where you can walk across the hot coals. We, I mean, we saw them. I mean, it, they're wooden blocks of mm-hmm. wood. And when you when you light you you they make a path to walk down a, a path of them, and um, they they light them up and it gets to twenty five hundred degrees, and then you know of course they have to tell us that beforehand. You know? <laughs> so but but when we're walking across the the hot coals or the the wood, um, it's like powder. It feels like you're walking in baby powder. And some and and um, there's two people aside of you, like holding your arms, because yeah. if you fall and you fall in the fire, you're gonna get burned. Oh yeah, bad. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, I did a fire walk. So what That's- what what's the what's the purpose of a fire walk? What what do you get from it? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, it's to face your fears. It's like if you can do a fire walk, you can do this. You can okay. Do that. Okay. So that's, it's a thing for your brain to, to to tell yourself that you can you can do anything because you walked over twenty five hundred degree coals. I guess that's why they they use it in songs, like in song lyrics about walking over coals and stuff. Yeah, that makes oh, sense. Yeah. So that's that's it. And okay, your feet so, were okay. Yeah. Did you get bent? <laughs> it was so funny because my on the bottom of my my right foot, the size of a quarter. I mean, I didn't feel anything. But I felt uh, like extreme pain that it was hot, and it was like the side. It was like as if a if it's, it's as if I stepped on a hot quarter, it, uh, you know, a coin. Yeah. And, and it, I guess you know, um, I don't know. It, it just that it, that's what I felt. That's my what I remembered. Okay. 
Yeah. yeah. So that, it, that even though you walked across it and you didn't feel anything, it really does. So, yeah. It left mm -hmm. a mark. <laughs> it left, yeah, it left a mark on me. Like, yeah, I did that. Okay. okay, so next question is, what inspires you? Well, what inspires me is um, being by the ocean, being being near the beach. That's, you know, really good. I, um, I love to go to the Hotel Del Coronado. It's in San Diego, and it's 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 a beautiful hotel that you can i go there to write um and big well not as often as i used to but but it's just being near the that energy of the ocean and 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 another thing that inspires me is a good children's book if i'm if i want to write a book about a unicorn which i'm i've been trying to for the last several months trying to get a good unicorn story um i'll buy every unicorn book i can find and, and I, my my I have I have this one room in the back, my office, and it's filled with children's books, you know, dinosaur books, mm -hmm. unicorn books, and it's like, I, and then I have a section of books that I need to you know get rid of, but but I read a good pic, I I got I read a good picture book, um, and and I kind of use it as a model to work off of when I want to write my own. I'm not copying them because my story is totally different, but I'll get essences of of their story and I'll I'll create a story of my own based on that. But yeah. Yeah, yeah inspiration. Awesome. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Um I was gonna ask what's your favorite place to be, but it's the hotel Hotel Del Coronado. <laughs> yeah. It's wonderful because um, have you ever heard of that? Have you ever been? Um, just on some it. posts of yours, I haven't actually, I haven't been there, and I haven't seen it in real life. But yeah, it's um, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, and um, it's it's supposedly haunted. They have ghosts there, and I've actually, oh. you know, I've seen I've seen them. So that's why it's so exciting to be a part of that history. Um, you know, you've seen was, the spirits there. Yeah, I see spirits there. That's it's really, spooky. I get chills. <laughs> it's kind of special. It's they were very. It, it's they're not you know they're not horrible. Right. It's there's there's sweet spirits and it's okay. It's, it's a it's a um a hotel that's been around since 1888. Yeah. So, so it has a lot of history to it and and um yeah. So I'm gonna go oh. for my birthday. So I'm gonna be okay. Nice. It's coming see, up, right? <laughs> yeah. See if I'll see any more ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll might go sing there. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> okay. So Cheryl, we're, we're going to let you go now. It's been, like I say, at the start of the interview, it's been wonderful to talk to you. What a, an absolute treat for me and Samantha. Oh, it really, it really has been great. The time went so That's fast. Not. It did. I mean, if you have any other questions, I'll be happy to answer them. I, I do have one question. It's a bit of a cheeky question, actually, but could we get a jingle off you? Of, of Angelica, actually, specifically. Oh, and I have to point out that um, we were so excited for this. Gavin actually drew a little bit of fan art. Don't he show wasn't it What are you showing it for? He <laughs> didn't want to show you. She said, <laughs> she said you, you've got to show her the drawing. And I said, you make me feel like a six-year-old. It's like, I, I have a little no. doodle book and I just doodle and I doodled Angelica and that was it. 
Oh, that's cute. But that one's not, it's really not that good. That one's terrible. I can't believe you just showed her that. That's cute. I had to show her. You told her that I didn't like Ren and Simpy, and I said I was going to show her the drawing that you did. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's cute. I mean, I didn't see too much of it. Good. Good. I'm glad. Let me see. see. (laughs) Oh, no, that's good. Hold on. Good, right? No, listen. Now, I've got to show. I've, this is me doodle book. I've got to show you some of my good ones now because that one's terrible. There's, <laughs> there's, there's Rocco. Oh, yeah. So hey, that one, that one's not bad. Um, let's have a little look. There's a Disney one here as well. Where's the genie? Let's do the. Here you go. There's the genie as well. So I, I, I do do. Hey, that's amazing. You're great. Yeah, some of them are quite good. The Angelica one's just a little doodle. It's not. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay, so now I'm writing, hey, I'm Angelica. What else did you want me to say? This is Angelica from the Rugrats, and you're listening to the Major's Mess Hall podcast. Hey, I'm Angelica from the Rugrats, and you're listening to the Major Mess Hall podcast, you dumb babies. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's so fun. It really has. Yeah, it honestly has, like I say, you know, a big, massive part of my childhood. And uh, I used to <clears throat> I used to watch the Rugrats when I'd stay at my nan and granddad's house on a fr- every Friday night, wake up Saturday morning. We, we put Nickelodeon on because we didn't have Nickelodeon in my in my parents' house. We just had my nan had it. So I used to watch it and she'd wait on me hand and foot. So <laughs> just even just revisiting it now before we spoke to you, it's reminded me of those good times. So it's, right. it's, it's been good medicine for me. So, you know, again, th- thank you. It's amazing. Oh, my, my pleasure. I'm, it's such a pleasure to meet both of you. And um, so, it, hey, when, when Chirpy Burpy comes out, can I come back on and talk about it? Yes, most definitely. I was going to ask you that anyway. So, yeah, that would be, be great. Oh, that'd be awesome. I appreciate it so much. Well, thanks so much, Cheryl. It's, it's been thanks, lovely. Thanks, Gavin. Thanks, Samantha. Thank you, Cheryl. I mean, what a great interview. We've done some great interviews on this podcast. That one is up there for me. Like, that, I had so much fun doing that one. Oh, my gosh. I'm still all giggles about it. When I heard Angelica Pickles say my name, I got the giggles. <laughs> Well, you know, it was. Uh, have you ever had that thing where you, when you smile for that long, your cheeks start to hurt? Yeah, that was me. That was me after this interview. Like my my cheeks were were sore. <laughs> so much fun. That was the best. That that was great. Yeah, I it, was, it was awesome. So I, I got to let the listeners know as well that like prior to doing this interview, we teased each other because I'd said to you, you'd mentioned that you didn't like the cartoon Ren and Stimpy, which you know Cheryl obviously done some of the voices for. And yeah, I said that I, I, was, I, said that I was gonna tell her that you didn't like it. And then you and I said, said, no, you can't do that. Cause you know, she's very proud of her work. You can't tell her that I'm not a fan of this project of hers, but Ren and Stimpy for me was always just too grotesque. The, the close-ups, the, the hairs, the boogers, it was just, it was gross, <laughs> but, but you liked that stuff. You enjoyed it. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, so, I so you think... mentioned that if I did do that, you were going to tell her about a drawing that I had done. <laughs> I did this little doodle of Angelica. If anyone wants to see it, I will show them, but like, I'm not going to post it. You know, like I literally haven't posted it anywhere. And sometimes I do post the drawings I do because I'm quite proud of them, but that one I never did. And uh, I'd sent it to you and you were like, well, I'm going to show you a drawing. And I said, well, don't do that. That's mean. And you said, no, it's if you do that, I'm going to do this. 
So I did it. My fault. I mentioned that she didn't like Ren Stimpy. However, <laughs> Cheryl agreed that it's not her favorite cartoon either. I mean, she obviously had a blast working on it, but she doesn't. Right. It's, she's not a fan of the show itself. Yeah. So I thought, oh, yeah. well, I'm off the hook because, you know, she agrees with Sammy. You know, I look like I've got egg on my face because I brought it up to try and get Sammy, you know, throw Sammy under the bus. Didn't work. <laughs> Sammy still managed to mention the drawing at the end. She literally shows the drawing on camera. So then I had to go and get me a little doodle book to prove that I actually am a good drawer. It was just embarrassing. No, your drawing was a good drawing. I don't know why you're so embarrassed about it. Gavin said, no, don't show her the drawing. I'm going to feel like a little kid showing my parents my drawings. <laughs> yeah, I did. I felt like she was going to say, can I hang that up on the fridge? Like, it's one of those, like, I don't know. Like, I do these drawings, and sometimes I'll, I'll draw them, and I'll go, you know what, that's terrible, and I'll literally erase the whole thing and start again. With that one, I was on the fence, so I was like, nah, it's okay. I'm not going to erase it, but it's, yeah, it's okay. I'm not going to share it with anyone. I know. Boy, I'll show Sammy. Me. I'll show Sammy because we're interviewing Cheryl, so she'll get the she'll get a kick out of it for that reason. Right. Yeah, and you sent Big it to mistake. me, not thinking that I can screenshot it and save it forever. I know you tried to go back and maybe undo the message, but it was too late. Yeah, <laughs> I have it forever. Yeah, it's gone. So Cheryl, and then she said as well. <laughs> this is another thing. She goes because I'm playing it down, going, "Oh no, it's terrible." And Cheryl goes, "Well, to be honest with you, I didn't really see it very well because it wasn't very clear." Samantha puts it back on camera again. Make sure I get a clear shot of it. <laughs> well, then you, this is kind of where I thought like, wow, it's like he's showing his mom and dad his drawings. <laughs> you went and got your uh, sketchbook, <laughs> opened it up and started showing her all your drawings. I've got it here <laughs> as well. They're really good. They're, they're great drawings. So, some of them are good. You know, I can admit that some of them are really good, but that one, the Angelica one, I'm looking at it now. Anyway. Yeah, just back onto our interview. Yeah, it, was, it was great. And, you know, she even said at the end that, like, when her next book comes out, she'd love to come back on again. And we'd love to have her back on again. So, Cheryl, Absolutely. if you're listening, you're more than welcome. Her with her again. And Trippy Burpee, she says it's coming out this time next year. Yeah. And don't forget, it's That's Kula Tulula on Amazon. Yeah. And, you know, as well, she mentioned that um, she wanted to write, a, like, a kid, a children's book about unicorns. I had, a, I had an idea, you know, and it came to me as she was saying it, but I never said it because I didn't want wanted to think that I was like trying to steal her idea. I mean, I wouldn't steal her idea. It, it's it's an idea in my mind that she's free to use if she wants because I've got no interest in writing a kid's book. But I had an idea that it's about a little unicorn and his horn won't grow, so he feels inadequate, kind of like the ugly duckling type thing, except he is a unicorn mm -hmm. and his little horn won't grow. And so he goes to talk to various different like mythical creatures, maybe like mermaids and stuff. And they all kind of like make fun of him. But then at the very end, like his, I don't know, his grandfather or even his dad can like give him like this little pep talk about it doesn't matter that you don't have a horn. You're still a unicorn. Uh, like that doesn't, the, the horn doesn't define you. Okay. You know, like yeah. that's nice because then if you have like a kid that's like, born without an arm or a leg or you know like when it happens or, or you know they have to be amputated this story would appeal to them because it's like saying you know just because you're confined to a wheelchair it doesn't mean you're you're inadequate in any way you're still yeah. special and you're still a person there you go yeah. i like that Sweet and she's story. free to use it if she wants she, she can maybe she can thank me in the intro like you know 
Yeah. If she, if she wants to yeah. use that, she can. But it just came to me, and it came to me as she mentioned, I would like to write a story about Unicorn, but I can't think of anything. And that came to me. And it, I just didn't want to mention it for them to feel obliged to go, oh, yeah, that's really cool, thinking, what's he talking about? Um, so I didn't mention it, but, yeah. She might listen back to this episode. So Cheryl, she's free to use listening. it if she wants. If you're listening to this um, outro, you are free to use this idea. <laughs> yeah, but only Cheryl Chase. I don't know anyone else stealing it. Like, yeah. Cheryl's allowed to use it no one else so don't if anyone else is listening if you want to write a kid's book you can't have it it's mine and this podcast is proof that it's mine unless Cheryl wants it she can have it alright there you go okay as well let's just read out because um, she is on Twitter so I just want to read out your handle on Twitter which is at Cheryl Chase simple enough so you can follow her on Twitter she's also on Instagram as well yes. I think it's the. I think it's at the real Cheryl Chase on Instagram. I feel like there's another Cheryl Chase on Instagram that's not the Cheryl Chase. That happens a lot with celebrities. Yeah. They maybe need one public or one private, and then, um, or maybe there's just copycats. That happens a lot too. Well, that, that happened with the Trailer Park Boys, actually. They, they wanted the handle at Trailer Park Boys, and someone had it. So then <sighs> they had to have a different one. But yeah. they, they must have fought for it and they, they got it in the end. Like they got it off whoever had it. I don't know if it was handed to them, like if they just gave it up or whether like, you know. Maybe they had to buy it. You can buy. Maybe, yeah. Maybe they had to buy it. <laughs> okay. Well, we can wrap it up now. Our next episode as well. We've got another great guest and I'm not even saying who it is yet because we haven't recorded it, but it's another superb great guest. So we're on a roll at the moment with guests. Yeah. It's always yeah. fun to do interviews. Yeah, it is. That was my second interview I've ever done with you. With Yeah, uh, it was great. You're a natural at it. You're really good at it. Thanks, Gavin. To have all the confidence in you now. Mm -hmm. Oh, thanks. Okay, well, you have a good night, Samantha, and all of our listeners uh, have a good night too, and we'll see you for our next episode. Good night. Bye. Bye.